Hi, everyone. There are now two ways that you can donate to the Opera and Coffee podcast. You can either visit my website at www.candashaughnessy.com and then click on the contact donate page and donate to Opera and a Coffee through PayPal. You can also go to the main anchor website for this podcast and donate there. Um, all proceeds that are donated will be put into website production and into all of the other ventures surrounding this podcast, hopefully in the future paying uh, people for interviews and for their time and energy, as well as other things related to the podcast and the blog. I would like to keep this podcast and a lot of the content that I make free or as inexpensive as possible and donation would help me do that. So visit my website, click on the contact donate link and you can donate through PayPal there or you can go to the anchor slash opera and coffee podcast website and donate there. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Opera and Coffee podcast. I am your host, Candace Shaughnessy, and it is a rainy day in New York City. And I don't know what it is, but rainy days in New York City are the worst days. <laughs> it's gloomy, it's rainy, it's bleh. But we're going to have a good time, right? We're going to have a good time. So today... It, we have an episode that I think a lot of you will be very interested in. It's episode number 28, Creating More Income. And before I do that, of course, I want to talk about my singing biz class, which is going to be in July of 2022. So this summer, as long as you're listening to this, whenever the podcast actually comes out in May <laughs> of 2022, um, so the singing biz class is for any of you who maybe have graduated from conservatory or college, but you're wondering, how do I do all of the other stuff? You learned how to sing, you learned how to dance, you learned how to act, but you didn't learn things like taxes or a mindset or how to, like this episode says, create more income or just how to function in the business and stay organized and move forward. And that is what this class is all about. It is seven to nine every Sunday in July. And before June 1st, we have a discount of $30. So it's $270 if you join before June 1st. If you join after June 1st, it is going to be $300. So I would join sooner rather than later so you get the discount. Okay, so creating more income. So friends, I have been where a lot of you probably are right now, which is what I call the grasping at straws panic mode. So when I was younger, um, I took any work that was handed to me because I was so nervous about not making any money. Um, 
the grasping at straws panic mode is, oh my God, I have no money. I need to make money. I need to prove that I can make money as an artist. So I'm just going to take every single little thing that comes at me so I can just fill my bank account and I'm going to run, 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 and I'm never going to have any downtime and things are going to be crazy. Anyone feel like that? I know I'm not alone in this. I have this discussion with students every single probably day that I teach. I was going to say every single week, probably every single day. Um, I have been working on this for a very, very long time with myself. But one of the reasons that we develop this kind of like frantic, panicky, grasping at straws mode is because a lot of us in the arts who are high achievers are very, very smart people, but we have a lot of ingrained beliefs about income and the arts that frankly are outdated or are not serving us. So one of the most helpful books I have ever read on this subject and shout out to Sunlight Tax because that's how I found out about this book, which by the way, Sunlight Tax is a fabulous um, it's, it's just a fabulous resource. If you are an artist and you need help with taxes, Sunlight Tax is your people and they have free webinars and they have so much great information on their website and they have classes and they have courses and they're just fabulous. So, uh, but this is from the founder of Sunlight Tax. She recommended this book and I, I highly recommend it to you. Overcoming Under-Earning by Barbara Stanny Housen. And the book was published under her former name, Barbara Stanny. I think she's gotten married since, so it's Barbara Housen or Housen or H-U-S-O-N. I will put the link in the show notes. And this book is really extensive and it's, it is like you are mining every single limited belief you ever had about money. And it is for anyone, even if you're not in the arts, highly recommended, especially if you're a woman. Um, and I had a lot of limiting beliefs about money and I still fight them every single day. By the way, lim having limited beliefs does not mean that you get rid of them. <laughs> like you just notice that they're there and then you choose something different. So like one of the ones that like just sticks in my brain and I, I know exactly where it comes from, although I'm not going to say where, is real artists don't do art for money. They do art out of love. That's one of the ones that sticks in my head and like just doesn't want to leave. It's a very sticky belief. Um, another one that I have had a lot of students say when I say we'll charge X amount of money for this, for teaching or for this or for whatever, they'll say, I'm not worth that much. I'm not worth that much. Somebody told them at some point they weren't worth very much and it's stuck, you know? Um, you know, another one that I also have all the time is no one will buy it if it's too expensive um, because I, I grew up in a very thrifty family, um, but you get what you pay for. And I know that I'd like, I know that as an adult, but these are things that like just stick in your head forever. Um, you know, so-and-so told me that I couldn't make it. Making it means that I make all of my income from performing. This is another limiting belief. I mean, you name it. It's out there. Artists don't make any money. That's that's a classic one. 
that people are told is, you know, whenever they tell their mom and dad, hey, I want to go to school for music or theater or art. And their parents are like, why are you going to school for that? Artists don't make any money. That's going to stick in your head because it came from your primary caregivers. So what I want you to do is get out a notebook or open a page on your computer or whatever, or just note this in your head. But what did you hear about money and art growing up? Or what do you hear on a daily basis that just sticks? That's like a tape that plays in your head or is a worry that you have. Sometimes I know I can't get to the belief unless I think about what am I worrying about? Cause I'm a worrier. So like one of the things that I'll worry about is like, you know, things like, uh, I only have so many students that signed up for lessons this week. I, I worry about being taken seriously. Okay. Well, what, where did I get this belief that I had to have a certain amount of students to be taken seriously? Things like that. Write a couple of them down, brainstorm them. This, this is something by the way, that I really advise people to do on an ongoing basis in a journal or you know, somewhere where nobody's going to read it, you can rip it up and burn it later. <laughs> you know, this is just for you. Um, and one of the things that Barbara Stanny kind of comes to, and if you really have a problem with this creation of income in any way, shape or form, I really advise this book. It is a little bit woo woo, but if you know me, you know that I'm a very concrete, logical person. And this book is a little bit woo-woo, but she makes some very um, clear statements in it that are not woo-woo at all. In fact, she connects things to politics and to women's rights. And it's, it's just, it's a great book. Um, but basically, one of the things that I'm going to truth bomb you with in this episode that, that is a tough thing to accept, even for me, on a daily basis, is self-worth equals how much money you make and how much money that you ask for and you price. Pricing is a whole other thing. I will take care of that in another, in another episode, but self-worth really determines a lot how much you are willing to ask for in terms of prices, um, how much you're willing to put yourself out there to get work. Like self-worth is everything. It is everything. Um, and this can take time because in many ways you need some feedback from people telling you that like, yes, you can do this. We have this thing in our brain called negativity bias. You can read about it. It's pretty well documented, but basically we worry and we um, focus on the negative more than the positive because that's the way that we have evolved as humans. So here's what I suggest. If somebody told you something positive about either like how you taught, how you sang, um, or something else that you did, or somebody paid you for that service or something like that, write it down and keep it somewhere close to you or within like somewhere you can see. Because that way it's always there to tell to basically give you the fuel to help you turn over your negative self-worth. So like we all have certain different levels of self-worth, right? 
And there is healthy self-worth, I should also say, and there is also narcissistic self-worth. So we want the healthy version, which is like, I'm worth this. I'm worth being treated well. I'm worth being paid well. I am worth putting myself out there to get work. Like that's the kind of self-worth we want. Okay. And in order to get to the place where we believe that we are worth being paid to make art, we have to provide evidence of that. Okay. So if you have evidence, make a list of it and keep it near or keep it in your head or keep it in your phone. Sometimes if somebody sends me a really nice note online, I screenshot it and I keep it in my phone because I get Instagram messages sometimes that I just need a reminder that like I did a good job and, and I can ask for more because I did a good job and I deserve, I deserve, you know, what I asked to be paid for or whatever. So that is the first half of this episode. We're going to take a little break and then I'm going to get into some hard skills that, you know, can also help you just find more money on a more concrete level. feel like you need help or direction with your career as a performer, teacher, artist, working in this field, you go to a party and people ask you what you do and you don't know how to answer because you do lots of different things and you're not really sure how to identify yourself. Or maybe you just feel like you're taking any gig you can possibly get and you're not really and you're not really happy with all of them and you're considering like why is this the case and what kind of money do I need to make? What kind of money am, you know, is going to fulfill what I need to do with my career and what's going to make me happy and how do I get there? And I don't have a plan and I feel like I'm grasping at straws. If this is you, this was me in my twenties. So I have written an artistic career jumpstart guide just for you. It's free. It's a free PDF and the link to this is available in my show notes. Just enter your email and you will get the Artistic Career Jumpstart Guide for free. All right, back to the show. Okay, so we're back. So here is another writing prompt for you, if that's the way you think, or typing prompt, or just something to brainstorm. What skills do I have that can be monetized? Okay. So I think this is something that we do ask ourselves a lot in modern culture because side hustle is a big thing, right? And I want to just say, sometimes skills come in the form of traditional employment and sometimes they come in the form of self-employment. Pretty much anything that can be employable through an employer, not everything, but most things that can be employable through an employer can be trans transferred to self-employment, right? So that's something to think about. What can you transition to self-employment? Because then you can set your own price. 
which is a whole other episode. I won't get into that right now. So if this is causing you some grief, think about this. What well, look at your needs on a day-to-day basis, right? You need food. Do you cook well? Um, you need to clean. Are you great at cleaning houses? That that's a huge skill, actually. Um, do you go to a personal trainer? There are personal trainer certifications, and then you can get that and you can start working as a personal trainer. Do your friends ask you to make greeting cards for them because you're really good at it? Think about those things, you know, write them down. Also, if you're really, really, really stuck, other people usually see us more clearly than we see ourselves because, again, negativity bias is a thing, right? So ask other people, what do I do really well? Or what would you pay me to do? Or anything like that. And ask the cool people, not the people that are like the negative Nellies. And then another thing that you can ask yourself is, what are other people doing that you could also do? I think this is actually a really easy way. Like when I started to think about how I was going to market basically like teaching business practices, I went and tried to seek out people who were doing similar things. Now here's the thing. Some people's reaction would be, well, that person already does it. So like, you know, I can't do it either. Not true. You have a different life experience and a different personality. And I always say this too, like there's a million voice teachers in the world, right? I'm a voice teacher and there are a million of me in the world. There are lots of voice teachers in the world, but not all voice teachers are wired like me. There are certain things that I do really, really, really well, and I have a knack for, and I also have a certain personality. And if I click with a student, I click with a student. And I know this myself as a student of singing. Like there are certain teachers I need or certain coaches I need at certain times for certain things. Like it's good for people to do the same thing because they're going to do it differently and people have different sets of needs right and different sets of needs different parts of their life and their career so keep that in mind right and then also ask yourself what are people looking for okay what are people looking for As a voice teacher, I always use this analogy, like people pay for you to transform them, right? So transform their thinking, transform the way that they function vocally, transform how they approach music, whatever it might be, you know? In business, transform them from being confused to being clear about how they're going to approach their career. You know, 
take them from, you know, the, one of my big things as a business teacher and coach is to take people out of this victim mentality of like, you know, I, the gatekeepers determine my career to the driver's seat of I determine my career. I determine my future. Giving people empowerment that 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 is my goal, right? So what are people looking for? They're looking for a transformation. Figure out what that transformation is. And it doesn't have to be as fancy as I just talked about. It could be simply like, you know, people are looking to have an alleviation of stress where they don't have to build their website. This actually happened. True story. I had a student, a former student from my business class at AMDA tell me that her side hustle now is building websites for other actors, which is a skill she learned in my class, <laughs> right? She, she learned that skill in my class and now she alleviates other actors stress because maybe they really, really hate doing all that technical stuff and dealing with it, like, or they don't have time or like it's too much for them. So her transformation is she alleviates their stress by building their websites for them. That's amazing. That's a transformation. Another student that I have um, has a pretty thriving photography business and she does people's headshots. Um, that's what she's figured out as her side hustle. And that's also transformative because that takes you from not having headshots to having headshots that you can submit for things. That is a simple transformation, right? Very simple. Um, my friend and colleague, Megan Enan, talks about this on one of her podcast episodes called Studio Class. Highly recommend. Go listen to Studio Class. It's a great sister podcast to this one. Um, but Megan uses or uh, heard a friend say um, who got a job, like a side hustle, a full-time side hustle, I believe, that she considers a side hustle a grant to herself. And I love that. So no matter how you make money, if you're an artist, you need to build a grant to yourself to make art. And I think that that's really a beautiful way of thinking about it because I think a lot of people think, oh, side hustle, I'm a failure. Again, limiting belief, right? We can mine these for days. Um, think of it differently. Reframe it. It's a grant to yourself. It's an opportunity, right? And then here's another thing. And this is the scariest part of this whole process, by the way. This is the scariest part because we are wired as humans to be social animals that really care about how people think of us. Um, but one of the things that you have to do, you have to do when you are trying to make more money is you need to let everyone know that you are available. You are available to do the thing for money. Now, is it acceptable to like, I, you know, just need to build a clientele and I'm going to do like, you know, a day of this thing for free, or I'm going to do it at a huge discount, or I like just need a testimonial. So I'm going to do it for free for a friend. Yeah, that's fair. Just, just have a boundary, like have a boundary where I'll do it for free once, or I'll do it for a discount once until I build clientele and then not anymore. Right. Not anymore so that I make enough money to like live and eat and function. 
Um, but it's perfectly fine to build a clientele that way. Just have a boundary and be upfront with the boundary with them. Like, for example, if you say like, I'm going to do lessons at a significant, significant discount for the first lesson, perfectly fine. But let them know that after that first lesson, lessons will be full price. Okay. Or if you're like, if you're one of those people that teaches um, demo lessons, same thing. Like this is a demo and it is a free 30 minutes. But then after that 30 minutes, you know, my lessons are this much and they're this and they're this, you know, be upfront, be upfront. Don't like spring it on people at the last minute. Okay. Um, also, this is just like a side note, but I think it's important. Direct emails always work better or direct text messages or any form of direct communication is much more effective than posting on social media. Are you going to get clientele from posting on social media? Of course you are. You know, people are flipping through their story and they're like, I'm really looking for a voice teacher. Oh, that's cool. Candace teaches voice. Like that's totally happened to me. It's been rare, but it has happened. If you directly message someone that you think would be interested, that is a whole lot more powerful because you have a relationship with that person, right? And you can say, hey, as a favor to me, can you just, you know, um, take a look at this and see if you'd be interested? And they always can say no. No is not like never. No is just like, eh, not right now, you know? But or you can direct message, you know, a bunch of your friends and be like, hey, I started this thing. If you're not interested, maybe a friend of yours would be interested. Also an option, right? So there's lots of ways to find ways to make income happen. Um, when you're in that panic mode of, oh my God, I just need to make money. This is terrifying. It's very hard to see opportunity and possibility but I'm encouraging you to slow down and do that for yourself. Slow down, look around. There's lots of opportunity and possibility, lots of it. It's just that you have to take the time to sit down and clock yourself worth and say, I am going to have a moment of courage and email that person, or I'm gonna have a moment of courage and post this on social media and I'm going to put myself out there and say, hey, I can do this. I can do this for you. I can help you. I can transform this. I can make this thing. I can do this for you. All right. Sing strong, my friends. <laughs>